episode of the Rebel Radio Podcast. Is this thing on? Yes, it's on. We're trying a new... Um, it's on. We're live. Yeah, we're trying a new um, recording system because there are certain powers that be said, you're not allowed to use the other one without paying us a bunch of fucking money. You know, it's capitalism for you, you know. Um, so yeah. we're trying something new. So if there's some hiccups or some headaches or something, you might hear us raging against the machine and screaming our, our gun lungs out. But, but we're going to get through this. We're going to get through this. You know, I mean, definitely. Maybe it was maybe an improper content for the movie we're doing today. We should have smoked a big blunt, and it'll be just chill as easy to get through it. You know, but but that's that's not how we as, roll. As Jay says, doobie snacks. That's right, smoking, smoking, smoking. <laughs> but um, but man, uh, it, it it's um, I'm ready, man. Let, let's do this. It's uh, it's the Rebel Radio podcast. This is Mark. This is Matt. And um, as always, you can find us at therebelradiopodcast.com, in case you did not know that. And on most um, all the cool podcast apps where all the uh, cool generations listen to their podcasts and stuff, you know, which is um, pretty pretty fly for a white guy. You know. That's and, uh, right. But, man, I've been, I've been off work this week, and, um, man, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling accomplished. I got the garage pretty much cleaned up, got rid of a bunch of shit. Man, dude. So, I, you know, I've got, I was a, I'm a, obviously, obviously we're fucking movie guys, right? You know, we, we, we talk about movies. Yeah. And, um, so I have t- tons of DVDs and Blu-rays and, and I decided it was to finally clean house on some DVDs, man. Cause like, you know, I don't need them. I kept my Blu-rays cause I like the quality, but you know, all, a lot of this stuff is available streaming now. So, so I cleaned out about six boxes of DVDs and, and, you know, there's some box sets in there, Game of Thrones, things like that. You're talking, I mean, Anywhere from five hundred to a thousand dollars worth of DVDs. I mean, I'm not gonna lie; it's how much I had. You know how much I got for them? Just take a guess. Twenty bucks. You're right on the money. Twenty dollars and fifty four cents. Damn. And I'm just like, I was a little shocked, but I'm just like, uh, I, I get it. The demand's just not there. Even in half price books, all the DVDs are three ninety nine. You know, it's just if I had done this maybe two years ago, maybe. But now it's just like eight. I mean, would you imagine seventy-five percent of contents available streaming? It's fair to say. Wow. I mean, how often do we yeah. come up doing these movies? We can't find it streaming somewhere. Every maybe once a year, we have to rent a movie. Maybe twice. Yeah, it's almost all that's, available, that's man. Fair. If we don't own it and we have to rent it and it's not streaming, it's it's pretty rare. I mean, so I'd say seventy-five percent. Um, and so it's it's hard to justify those places buying the stuff, but. At the same time, I feel good. I got rid of the stuff because I didn't need it. I mean, it's been sitting in boxes for a couple of years. You know, it's pointless. Let someone else have some some junk. You know, um, exactly. So it, it is what it is. It's just taking up space. You exactly. Know? You know, and I've either upgraded it to Blu-ray already, or I've got a digital copy of it, or I can watch it digitally if I want. Um, you know, so it's it's, it's just. Uh, the times we live in. I mean, it's the same thing with music. I mean, unless it's a new Pearl Jam album, I don't buy new CDs anymore. You know, it's just like, it's all, you can pull up Spotify and man, half time you can listen to a new record before it even hits stores on Spotify, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I have CDs I need to go through next. That'll be next vacation in December. I might go through all my music. Um, so, <laughs> but it's just like, you know, it's just a different world we live in, but, but, you know, we saw this coming 20 years ago. We knew it, man. You know, when, 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 uh, when, there was a time where people were saying, Hey, this is all coming. It's all going to the internet. So it's not, you know, the advent of YouTube in the early two thousands, you know, kind of led the way to streaming content. And of course, Netflix. And uh, Mm -hmm. so it's not really a surprise, but, um, and you know, and I'm okay with it, man. I think you have to embrace it. You know, you have to embrace the, uh, the new ways. 
Yeah, I mean, I know, I think you buy more actual physical, you know, Blu-rays than I do, but it, it's like now with the the ability to save space, I've, you know, it's I've hard, man. bought everything digitally well, it's like a, and backed it up. Like this week, man, I know, I know I have access to some of your accounts, you know, we share some accounts and, and the, even though yeah. you had Spider-Verse on your account, I wanted a copy of Across the Spider-Verse and for eight bucks, I just bought it digitally, man. It's like. You know, uh, it's hard yeah. to justify buying a physical copy. Now, there's some things I feel different, like Dial of Destiny. I might go ahead and buy a physical copy of that just because that's a classic thing yeah. I grew up with. You know, and uh, maybe Mission Impossible to complete since I have them all. But that might be it. The last two this year and the next year, who knows if I'll buy anything, you know. Um, but it is harder and harder to justify, like you said, saving space. And, and as you have children, you have other things that take up space like their heads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's just the, the time we live in, man. And, uh, but it's okay. How are you been, man? How was your week? Yeah. I mean, same, same like you. I had a, I didn't have as many days off, but you know, I go back tomorrow, but uh, I had some days off and got some stuff done. I cleaned up the yard and, and uh, I did clean up my garage too. Um, so I guess we're both just cleaning house all week. Well, it was good weather, and, man. It was uh, awesome weather. Uh, yeah. A little cold in the mornings, but the afternoons yeah, man, were fucking was... great. Halloween was, was nice. It was nice and cool. Costumes didn't get too overheated. Um, but I feel like, I feel like there's been less participation every year. Oh. Maybe it's just because it was during a school. Did you go to your mom's or were you at, at your neighborhood? I went to my mom's. Yeah, I went to my mom's. Dude, my brother's neighborhood was rocking. There were kids everywhere. I mean. Oh, okay. So I guess it just depends on where you go, man. But I, some neighborhoods are different than others, I, I guess. You know? Yeah. We did get like a group of kids that came late. And uh, like, and I say kids, they're like teenagers, uh, you know, could doing trick-or-treating. And they came at like nine, almost nine o'clock. <laughs> that was the latest we got. Um, it was like, right. Whenever we're packing everything up, we're like, okay, yeah, it's I was like back home and, out there. I was back home about 10 minutes after nine, had getting the kids in bed. Shit. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I was, I was definitely home by like nine 30, nine yeah. 35 or something like that. But yeah. Yeah, man. It was, uh, it did a lot different just doing it during a school night, you know? Right. Um, you know, get to stay out as late, you know, I remember in, and when I was in high school, we stayed out till like 11 o'clock at night, you yeah, know, a little different. <laughs> try, just trying to hit every house. Well, we also did not, I swear, and my mom says this too, we didn't go to school at 7 a.m. It was like 8, 8.05, you know, and yeah. now these, you know, these schools start later. earlier, you know. Um, but I think it's a bit, um, society's changed. I think there's a lot more trunk or treats, church things. Um, yeah. Like you said, school night, you know, people it's a busier world than we were kids, man. People are, kids are in sports and different activities are always going, going, going. So, um, there's also the, uh, movement that Halloween's not cool. You know, it's, it's devil's holiday and all that bullshit. So you have less people, these millennials and shit, not celebrating, you know, with their children. I mean, cause you know, it's a, the pussification of society. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I had someone, it was like years ago, someone sending me that a, uh, a pumpkin is a gateway for evil into your home. Right. And I was like, I was like, then stay away from the grocery stores. Cause there's tons of pumpkin stuff over there. <laughs> it's in a can. It's, it's 
every every grocery store you go to is a gateway. I, I guess, guess so. <laughs> like friggin' the ninth gate in uh in every store. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but uh that said though, man, I uh I did Jesus Christ. I did um watch a couple of things this week. Uh sorry for the interruption, the door slammed my house for some reason, but uh I watched um what I watch. Oh, you had seen this. Yeah. I watched Gunpowder Milkshake on Netflix with uh, oh yeah yeah Karen Gillan from um, Nebula from the Guardians of the Galaxy films, and uh, it was um, I mean pretty predictable pedestrian action film, but it was okay. I mean, it had some moments in it. Yeah, it's always good to see Lena Headey in movies. I always think she's good. Um, it was uh, yeah, it was all right. I mean, they were trying. It's like a John Wick ripoff in a way. They try to create the society of the firm with assassins and all this. And it was always good to see Paul Giamatti on screen too. But, uh, Oh yeah. It was, um, and then it was weird because it was, it tried to be more comedic than John wick, obviously, but then it would have like these really Mm -hmm. pretty brutal, violent action scenes that just didn't seem to fit with the, the, uh, theme of the film. (laughs) You know, it's like, it's kind of like Guy Ritchie has comedies in Snatch and in Lock, Stock, and there's comedic elements, but he doesn't overdo the blood and guts. Where in, yeah. in Gunpowder Milkshake, it's like, okay, let's be extremely bloody and try to be funny, too. And it was kind of weird. <laughs> trying trying to go too far on both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. You, you know, know and, and you got to keep it a little tighter than I that. I mean, Karen Gillum is good in it, you know, and uh, it was okay. Nothing spectacular. And Sally Fields in that movie. No. I think no, no, it was For some reason. I, I think of I thought Sally, Field no, it's Lena Headey, Michelle Yeoh, uh, Angela Bassett. Michelle, yeah. yeah, it was okay. It had, it had those really, it was one of those movies with the really bad guys who want to talk like this and act like they're tough. And the one guy sounded like a Vin Diesel light version or something. And, and a bunch of bad guys that were cast where no one's ever heard of any of these actors. So it was kind of like, who are these guys? And I'm trying to. They just come across the standard thugs, you know, it was okay. And, uh, I've watched that. And then I watched, um, I did finish nightmare on Elm street dream master. That was okay. Um, okay. What man, I was something else I watched. What the fuck was it? Brains farting here, man. Damn it. Five nights at Freddy's. Oh we yeah. Watched I watched, Freddy's, I watched right? parts of it with Wyatt. It was pretty terrible. Uh, badly <laughs> acted. It's so badly acted. I can see why Peacock was like, oh, we're going to put this on streaming at the same time. It was crazy it made money because as a built-in audience, the games have been around a long time, but it's it's yeah. poorly acted. I was just like watching it with him like, God, they, they, they're, they're reading off the script. They're, they're reading cue cards. It's just bad. Um, the Freddy stuff was, the, the characters were okay. Um, then you have fat Matthew Lillard show up as a bad guy at the end. And I'm like, Oh, it's Matthew Lillard and he's fat and old. It's weird. Uh, it, yeah. It just wasn't that good. It was okay. Um, you were probably a little kinder to it in your review than I am. I thought, I just thought overall it was pretty, pretty bad movie. Um, Dang. like it makes no sense at all. It's like, Oh, these things are possessed by these children. Oh, we're just going to say, yeah, they're possessed. There's no explanation to it. There's no science behind it. There's nothing. It's just, it's put together pretty poorly. Um, you know, it just wasn't very good. Uh, yeah. Whenever I was watching it with Jake, he, uh, his complaint was that 
a lot of the lore uh, wasn't in the film, which would have explained some things. Um, but I told him, I was like, you know, I was like, sometimes it's really hard to make, you know, put all that in and then tell the story that's on hand. I was like, so I was like, uh, so you may have, I was like, if you've played the game, you know, but if you don't, right. then you're just kind of like, this doesn't make that much yeah. sense. It's like, how did this happen? You know? Yeah. It wasn't that great. Um, sadly, but, uh, other than that, man, I, I mentioned, I, I rewatched across the spire verse and, uh, such an amazing movie. Like I said, I keep bouncing back and forth between that and dead reckoning as my number one of the year, but I'll decide between now and the last episode of the year when we do our top five movies of the year. Um, you know, and uh, shit, man, John Wick 4 is out this year, too, man. It's, it's going to be a tough top three, you know. Dude, yeah. It's going to be tough. That's um, not going to be easy to come up with three. No, no. And uh, other than that, man, I feel like I watched something else. But if it comes to me, Armani, what would you check out this week? Um, I checked out, you know, a couple horror movies. Uh, you know, I, I, I dressed up as uh, Michael Myers from Halloween Ends. Got the Trick or Treat Studios mask and the, uh, and I got an actual uh, uh, coverall, um, and I ended up looking real good. Uh, but so to get into that mode, I, I did watch a couple more Halloween movies. Um, I rewatched Halloween Ends, um, which is a little disappointing the way they route went with that. I'm still a little disappointed in it. Um, I think Halloween Kills is better. And then I watched uh, the original Halloween. I watched, uh, I, I actually, I can't remember the last time I've seen The Exorcist. And it was on Max. So I watched The Exorcist. Um, and then <coughs> I watched uh, the uh, Bill Burr's directorial debut, Old Dads. Um, I heard it's actually pretty funny. It was released on Netflix. I, I yeah. liked it. Um, it's definitely for... Um, the older millennial or the Gen Xer, um, or, or the baby boomer. It's, it's got a lot of those, uh, anti, anti woke tropes in there and, uh, you know, jokes about, you know, cancel culture and stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, Bill Burr is doing his thing. Uh, and, uh, it's, it's definitely worth a watch. So I saw some people like, uh, you know, just giving mixed reviews on it. Uh, you know, I, I'd see one where they're like, oh, it's, it's great. And the one where they're like, oh man, it just, it sucks. It, it doesn't, uh, it's, it falls on deaf ears. Probably movies where you either you get know. the jokes or you don't. So it depends on yeah. half your age probably. And, and Burr, I think Burr's definitely one of those comedians where you just, you either love them or you hate them, yeah. you know? I mean, I'm not, I'll be honest, I'm not super familiar with him other than, you know, the Mandalorian and a little bit I've seen in different things, but, uh, you know, he's never done anything to bother me. <laughs> yeah. That's like, I, I under, I understand, uh, I, a little I like bit his, I've seen of him. Comedy, I find him funnier like, than Pete Davidson. You know, I don't yeah. get, I've never got why people thought that guy's funny. You know, it's just like Pete is like a, like a modern day Ben Stiller for me, you know, it's like situation. You put him in a situation. He can, you know, do some things within that situation. I feel like, you know, but if you ask for him to like, you know, just be funny, right? I don't think it, it works. You know, you've got to put him in a skit. You've got to put him in a, uh, in a scene 
and build some stuff around him. And then he can, you know, work within that environment. Yeah. Um, Bill, you know, he just, uh, he comes up with his stuff and it's great. You know, I, I like, uh, you know, when he's talking about how, you know, how men and women argue, uh, you know, I'll go off on a tangent, I guess, but uh, he talks about how men, you know, or, or, you know, men usually argue to the point and, and women do that too. But when women start to lose the argument, they go rogue and they try and like get an emotional response out of you so that you say something dumb and then you get into like another room and they're like, and then now you're the bad guy and then you're apologizing to them. And uh, I was like, man, you know what? That makes sense. Maybe that's, yeah. <laughs> that's it's like, I feel like, Hey, what, where did we take a, you know, the wrong turn? He was like, maybe he's got it figured out, but, uh, he's pretty funny, man. I, uh, I like him. Um, and uh, it's a good movie. It's uh, definitely worth a watch. It's got some nudity in it, so don't don't watch it with any kids uh, in it. And uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's what I checked I out. I do remember the week. one other thing I checked out. Um, so I, I did a couple nights ago, and uh, it might have been the night before Halloween. So it was a few nights ago. I watched the first episode. There's an animated series on HBO Max called Scavengers Reign, and it's been getting um, mm-hmm. very good reviews. And uh, it's only about six episodes in, and it's it's weird. It's bizarre. It's classic standard animation with some CGI animation in it. And it's extremely intriguing just after one episode. It's these people that are stranded on this alien planet trying to figure out how to get off of it. And um, it's one of those movies where it puts you into this world and lets you immerse yourself in it without them over explaining everything. Um, it's like watching a really great comic book come to life in some ways. Um, it's really good. I mean, I only watched the first episode and I'm, and I'm in. And I think we've been so busy the last couple of nights with Halloween and baseball last night. I haven't had a chance to go back and watch the second episode yet. Um, but it's, yeah. I really liked it. I like weird. We've talked about this on the show before. I like weird, strange science fiction like that. Um, so I think it's definitely worth checking out. I was just scrolling through Max and I saw this. I was like, what is this animated show? Scavenger's Rain. And then I noticed it's TVMA. So I'm like, okay, it's not for kids. And um, I'm like, and and I didn't see anything in the first episode. wasn't necessarily for kids, other than it's very mature storytelling, I guess. So you know, kids would be bored with it. Yeah. Um. But that, I, but I'm gonna ch- I'm gonna get more into that. I really like what I saw so far of Scavengers, Rain on Max. Um. So that's the other thing I ch- I knew there was something else I watched. Just couldn't remember. Um. Otherwise, I checked out some news, and a new trailer hit today, which uh. Man, I wasn't expecting this trailer this soon. I knew they were making another Planet of the Apes film. And I knew it was coming summer 24. Um, but I had no idea that yeah. the film was this far along in the production. You know, with, with the strikes and everything that's happened, it's hard to keep up with what's been going on. But um, we're getting um, a fourth film in the Planet of the Apes series and the reboot series. This is a sequel. It's not a reboot. It takes place, uh, you know, several years after the battle, after the story of war for the Planet of the Apes where we saw Caesar die. And this is going to be about his son, Cornelius, and continuing um, what his father started as the plan, as the apes have taken over planet Earth. And uh, it is called Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. And uh, the trailer came out today, and it's coming out Memorial Day weekend um, next year. And, uh, man, the trailer, I mean, it just it looked wonderful, looked amazing to me. Um, it looks like we're going to have another, hopefully they can continue the great storytelling we got in the other three films. Um, if you pay attention, there's definitely things that were alluded to in the last film that there are other sects of apes out there. Um, and it looks like there's a whole nother kingdom with the gorillas leading them. You know, they, they mentioned that in the other, in the last one, that there's, 
other apes out there. Yeah. And uh, it looks like that's where we're headed as, as Cornelius has to keep his father's group of apes together and alive as battling these new enemies. You know, it's uh, the old war. What was the rule? Ape does not kill ape. But you know what? In a new society like this, it looks like um, things are going to change. And I absolutely can't wait. Yeah, it's going to add some new conflict. It looks like it's uh, like you said, it's consistent with the other films and that it looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, the stories have always been good. So I expect, a, you know, a good trip to the movies. I mean, that, um, it's been my favorite reboot yeah. trilogy out of all these reboots. It's been my favorite. I really I, I can safely say that I've enjoyed it a lot. They did it well. You know, it's like, uh, you know, and James Franco did a pretty good mm-hmm. job on that first movie. And Franco's not like a not a great actor, I wouldn't yeah. say. He's usually good in his roles, but I thought that was a really good role I for mean, him. How awesome was Woody Harrelson in War for the Planet of the Apes as a bad guy? He was incredible, dude. Yeah, yeah man, he was nuts. I mean, it was it's a great series. I love the originals too. You know, we've covered a couple of the originals. We've covered Rise. Uh, I think this gives us reason to do Dawn of the Planet of the Apes as it gets closer. The second part of the the new trilogy. Um, but man, I, I I can't wait. I'm excited for that, man. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, this we kind of saw coming, you know, the fans of the CW shows, Superman and Lois, it's going to end with this current season. Uh, you know, James Gunn last year, whenever they made all the announcements, he said, Oh yeah, Superman and Lois is going to continue on, but let's be fair down deep inside the DC vaults. This was James Gunn's doing. Nope. The show's ending after the season. Um, I've only watched the first episode of this. I just decided not to get into it because I didn't want to get involved in their show, but I've heard nothing but really good yeah. things about this show. You know, they say it's a really good, um, it's telling the Superman story. Um, but it's going to end with this season for those that did get into it. Um, no surprise here. The penguin spinoff that's going to bridge the Batman with the Batman two um, is pushed back to at least fall of next year. Now, is due in the springtime, but uh, another victim wow. of the strikes and everything. Um, so push back. Um, at this point, all we can say is that we hope these strikes end soon. And we're going to stay with DC for a second before getting into all these crazy Marvel rumors. Um, Nicholas Cage, man, did a little interview this week, and he um, talked about how he came in to film his Flash cameo. And he stood there in a suit. It was supposed to be like him watching the destruction of the world. And he said when he saw the movie, he was a little surprised that um, he's fighting the giant spider. He goes, I didn't shoot all that. But, you know, they must have CGI'd it. And he's like, he didn't say anything negative about it. But then the headlines will say, Nick Cage uh, is is disgusted by his Flash cameo. I'm like, that's not what he yeah. says in the interview at all. And they're like, just just listen to this quote. And he goes, that's not what I yeah, filmed. Like, and I'm like, the, where, where's, where's he's he not mad it? about it. He even this said in other interviews, yeah. he thought the Flash was good. He enjoyed it, you know. He's a combo guy like the rest of us, and I just love how they twist the um, the what these actors say. Like Cage is like, it's cool, whatever. You know, let's be honest, Cage is the type of actor. Hey, I got paid for it. Fuck it, whatever. You know, it's just you know. Yeah. I mean, uh, I just thought that was funny because Cage is not really the type to really bad mouth anything. He just he's had a good. Yeah, he hasn't talked bad about the Wicker no. He's Man had a good career. The Sorcerer's he, yeah, Apprentice, exactly. Or any of that. You know, and I just think it's funny how they twist what he said. Um, and we're going to flip to Marvel, man. Um, I'm not going to get too heavy into this. There's all kinds of Marvel rumors floating this week about from from everything to making another Avengers movie with the original cast to maybe just one of the original cast members coming back and they're already signed on, um, which is strange because Jeremy Renner never left. He's the only one that's still there. 
under contract. Yeah. He just obviously had his accident. Um, and uh, to them rebooting the storyline by pushing Kang out now with the Jonathan Major stuff and bringing Dr. Doom in, which if you ask me, I said it a long time ago, they should have done Dr. Doom and Galacticus since they're making a Fantastic Four movie. Um, yep. So, you know, because early word on the Marvels is it's not that great. So it looks like Marvel Studios is panicking a little bit. Um, I don't know what to make of all this other than we wait and see. Um, you know, uh, get, get the new Captain America movie out there and hopefully it's good. Um, and, uh, yeah, you gotta, you, they're, they're freaking out about these pre-sales, man. right? And it's like the, the pre-sales are low. Well, that and the lowest it's ever, you been. announced this new phase. And we said this before, you've had the rights to the X-Men for a couple of years now, but no X-Men announcements. You've had the rights to Fantastic yeah. Four. You keep delaying the film, delaying the film, delaying the film. You can't get a director. Those are two bread and buddy, bread and butter money makers, the Fantastic Four and the X-Men. Get them rolling, Kevin Feige. Spider-Man. You left Spider-Man with all his friends not knowing who he was. With no Spider-Man film in sight. You and Sony, kiss and hug, make up, get Tom Holland to do another movie, and make another fucking Spider-Man film. We as fans can yeah. fix this for you. But you're over here wanting to make Marvel's movies and characters that People just don't care, you know? I mean, the first Captain Marvel movie was okay at best. You know, does she really yeah. need another solo movie? You know, no. it's like, um, so we'll see where they go from this. Um, but if but at the Marvels doesn't do well at the box office, I expect uh, some big change announcement coming soon from uh, Marvel Studios about what's, what's going to happen next. That's all the news. That's no. it. Um, well, let's get into today's featured film. Now it's kind of funny because today is a November, what day are we on the third, the second, and this move, this episode is going to come out on Tuesday, Monday, which is the fifth. And everyone was like, I already saw things like wait for the V for Vendetta memes are coming out. Well, I'm going to go ahead and blow our wad is where we just chose not to do V for Vendetta this week. We're going to do it next week, which now <laughs> that I think like, cause we've done all this heavy movies, man. We did all this horror movies and Halloween and stuff. So we're like, well, let's do something a little more lighthearted this week. And um, so it's not going to make any sense why we're doing it next week, but fuck it. It's our show. We're doing it that way. Um, so we chose to do a Kevin Smith film today. It's been a while since we've done clerks Two, which is the last Kevin Smith film, but we're going to, uh, we're going to yeah. skip chasing Amy in his order of films, even though we already did dogma a long time ago and did things kind of backwards. And we're jumping right to a, what's one of my, I don't know if it's my, I, I mean, I can agree. It's not the best Kevin Smith film and I don't know if it's my favorite, but, but between this and reboot, I always go back to these films because I just find them easy to watch. They're relaxing. They're funny. And today we're going to talk Jay and silent Bob strike back. Um, <laughs> this movie, like this is a happy place movie for me. A comfort film. Yes. Um, basically, essentially, so we need to tell a little bit about what happened in Chasing Amy so that we can say what happened this week. So in Chasing Amy is a story about Holden McNeil and Banky Edwards, and they're making a comic book, and they it's called Blunt Man and Chronic, which is based on Jay and Silent Bob and their alter egos. And uh, so in that movie, you know, Holden falls in love with a girl who's a lesbian, and he ends up writing a comic book called Chasing Amy instead, but yet Blunt Man and Chronic was still successful for them too. Um, that's the short story of Chasing Amy. So in this movie, Holden has sold all his rights, or Banky has sold, yeah, Banky, no, they go visit Brody at the comic shop because they get that, Jay and Silent Bob are hanging out in front of their convenience store like always, 
And Randall puts a restraining order on him so they can't hang out in front of the, combo, in front of the quick stop. Yeah. Selling their dope. So they go visit Brody at the mall. And he says, what are y'all worried about for? Aren't y'all making all that money from the movie y'all made? And he, they're like, what movie? And he goes, oh, you didn't know that there's a movie that's based on the characters y'all are based on? They're like, fuck no. We didn't know this shit. So they go visit Holden. And Holden's like, no, I mean, I sold my rights to Bloodman Chronic years ago. That's Banky's thing now. Um, and... So they decide in their wisdom, because people on the internet are talking shit about them, about Jay and Silent Bob and how they yes. suck, that they're going to go to Hollywood and stop the movie from being made. So it's a road trip movie featuring Jay and Silent Bob, lots of bad language and lots of dope and a big fun adventure. Um, <laughs> this movie, I just, it cracks me up first off. I love from the opening sequence where like selling weed, 15 bucks, little man, put that shit in my hand to the Scooby-Doo scene, to the scene with Brent where they kick him out of the car because he's a sheep fucker. Um, just, this, this is classic stoner comedy 101 throughout this film. That was funny. He's like, what if you were a sheep? It's like, wouldn't you do it? And he's like, well, yeah, I guess so. And he's like, well, sheep fucker. You're a dirty sheep fucker. <laughs> um, I, I, they go into the movies and they're like, oh, look, it's the internet. And they're up there. Let's see what these chuckleheads are talking about. They're in the middle of this fucking restaurant. Like, they will eat our There's shit. There's fucking kids we'll everywhere. Eat our shit. There's kids everywhere. <laughs> and it, it's so they're going to eat our shit and they're going to shit it out. And the, then we're going to serve that shit to one them. One of the <laughs> best parts about this movie, if you pay attention, is Kevin's face as Silent Bob. He makes the best facial expressions for what Jay says. Because a lot of people don't know, a lot of times when he makes these movies, he allows Jason to do his thing and to ad lib. So sometimes Kevin doesn't know what's coming yeah. out of his mouth and he'll look at it and his facial expressions are hilarious. Like, do you really fucking just say that? <laughs> you know? And Kevin's talked about that before his podcast. He goes, sometimes I have no idea what Jay's going to say. So he says, a lot of my reactions are very genuine. I'm like, what? <laughs> and I think that's hilarious. That he trusts his friends, his friend to do this. Um, <laughs> then, so they get caught up in a deal where they meet, Justice, which is played by Shannon Elizabeth, and um, with a very humorous mm-hmm. scene where Jason Jay goes into a uh, daydream and gets a huge boner in the middle of the movies, and as he sees Justice walk, kind of like Garth in uh, in Wayne's World, right? <laughs> and um, so they decide to tag along with him, and it turns out that they're jewel thieves, and they use Jay and Son Bob as their patsies, so they can get away with it, uh, and then which leads to some hilarious scenes with Wolf Ferrell, and um, he he's like. This is my hetero life mate, Silent Bob. And then he's like, he goes, <laughs> what does he say? He goes, this movie's definitely not woke culture. This movie is um, pre-woke culture. He's like, oh, he's 100% gay. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. That, yeah, there's, there's so much. The smack talk that comes out of Jay's mouth uh, is definitely a product of the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, and uh, you definitely wouldn't see that in a movie made nowadays. Uh, I think it's hilarious that, you know, Shannon Elizabeth's character just loves Jay for like who he is, which <laughs> is something that I guess Heather Graham couldn't wrap her head around because originally she was offered the role, I guess, but she's like, this doesn't make sense. How do, why, why does she, what does she see in him? I, I don't get it. So she turned it down. Um, and that's why, you she's know what I think? B-Hor I think she was now. Yeah, maybe if she would have, uh, she would have been up to, you know, making out with Jay Muse, then, you know, it would have been okay. You know, everything would have turned out okay. But 
Nope. You get roll went to Shannon Elizabeth and she is uh, running along with, uh, with Eliza Dushku. Um, and she's doing her, we see her while she's still in diamonds doing her uh, bring it on thing, doing the, the backflips and stuff. And then the, uh, the chick from varsity blues who walked out with the uh, whipped cream bikini. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there she's from final destination too. A lot of horror movie, you know, actresses here, Shannon Elizabeth did 13 ghosts. Uh, you've got, uh, Liza Dushku did wrong turn. And then, uh, I think her name's Leia, uh, as she did, uh, final destination. So you've got some, got three scream Queens there. Pretty interesting. Just thought about that. And Kevin's wife is in the movie. And Kevin's is, wife. Yeah. Which is one of the things that I always find her to be strangely cast in the movies. And I get it. We'd all do. We want to have our friends. If I made a movie, I'd have you in the fucking movie, you know? Um, but it's yeah. like, I'm sorry, Kevin, your wife's just not very good. You know, it's just like, she falls pretty flat when she's acting with Eliza Dushku and Shannon Elizabeth, girls that have a lot of acting experience. Your wife's just kind of like, yeah, you know, she's just sort kind of there. there. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah like a get, sofa. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's okay. You know, well, she was okay in clerks too, but in this movie, I find her kind of just pointless to even be there. You know? Yeah. Yeah. She, all she is, is like the guess the getaway driver. And then she has a couple, you know, this, lines that she says when she's with the girls. But did this come out after Clerks 2 or before? This was 2001. Before. This? So, yeah, this is before. Because okay. remember, Jay had that little falling out with, you know, well. with Kevin. And he said, if you if you get clean, it's like, if you don't get clean, I'm not talking to you again. He stole right. his money and stuff. And if you do get clean, I'll make another movie. With you, and that other movie was five years later with uh, Clerks Two, right? That's right. I remember now. Yeah, because this movie went, had a lot of production issues because of Jason and his constant yeah. drug use at the time. I remember that. But the good thing he got clean, man. He's doing real well now. You know, he's a father now. And, yeah, man, and doing well. I and mean, I, I met him, you know, uh, about ten years ago, and he was a super nice guy to me. You know, I met him and Kevin before. He was a really good, really cool person. Um. Oh man, then we didn't even talk the great Mark Hamill cameos in this movie at the end. Um, yeah. Save it. Oh, oh, and uh, Princess Leia. And, yeah. She was the nun. <laughs> oh, yep. And the great George Carlin. <laughs> yes. If it gets me a few miles, I'll take a shot in the mouth. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I'll make with crazy. What happens if you don't make with the head? Well, I throw you on the side of the road if you don't make with the head. That's right. Do you live by the book? Yes, I do live by the <laughs> uh, yeah, she's a friggin' nun. She's a nun. Like, oh yeah, the book. And uh, and uh, <laughs> fucked up, man. Uh, Chris Rock, he plays the director of the Buttman and Chronic movie. Um, he's great. He's yeah. really funny in it. And he goes, "There's a lot of white people in this movie set." <laughs> and then he's like, "There's a lot of white chicks in my van." He's like, "They all want a part, and I got one for them." <laughs> <laughs> Taste the book of flavor. Yeah. So, Jamie Kennedy. Yeah. 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 And uh, uh, who? Oh, yeah. Mark Hamill, of course. Yeah. He's there. You mentioned that. He, he also did the voice of Scooby. Yeah. And he plays Cockknocker, the yeah. bad guy, Blunt Man and Chronic. Yep. <laughs> and then Jason Biggs and James Vanderbeek make appearances in it as the 
actors are going to play Jay and Silent Bob. And uh, of course, Jay and Silent Bob come in to stop the movie. So they, they knocked him out with the help of their monkey that they captured from the monkey facility. And uh, so they go yes. and set dresses, Plump Man and Chronic, and they end up fighting Mark Hamill's cock knocker. And it's a really hilarious scene. We use lightsabers and such. Um, or, and then that's when we hear that George Lucas is going to sue somebody. Um, and then and Will, yeah. and Will Ferrell's legitimately funny in this movie. Because because Kevin basically told Will, go do your Will thing. And he lets Will do his Will thing. And he's really funny in this movie. That's playing the wild. He's a wildlife marshal who gets caught up in this case. Yeah. He's like, these are the two most dangerous men in the world. <laughs> I'm the clit commander. I'm the- <laughs> oh man. And then he's doing that interview with John Stewart and they're, they're talking about uh, uh, the clit and he's like, and I, I guess he makes a comment. Are, is this even real? He's like, he's like, it, it is real. What's not real is, is the female orgasm. <laughs> so <laughs> they, uh, they make, they make good on, on that pun throughout the movie. Uh, so it's uh pretty good. Yes, kids, very, in case very, you like said, haven't figured nice. out, this movie is not for kids. It is not. I it mean, mentions that word nature's is like almost 250 times in the movie. Yeah. Um, lots of sexual talk. Easily. I think the really funny part is when Jay's talking to his devil version of him and then the angel version. And even the angel tells him, yeah. you know what? You play it cool, man. Then you bust that shit out and slap her with the cock. <laughs> even the angel says, yeah. It's like, it's like whenever she's ready or when she's asleep and he's like, what? <laughs> and then the angel just disappears. <laughs> and then, um, Oh man, this movie also spawned an actual website. There was a movie in the movie, the website, the movie called movie poop shoot that turned into movie a real, poop shoot. It turned into a real website for a while. It's no longer online, what? but yeah, it ended up becoming a real thing for a while. Um, due to this movie. <laughs> That's and, awesome. And then the, and then the end, what's funny is they, the movie ends up getting made. And, you know, as we know, and it makes a lot of money, but they still go beat up all the kids at the end of the movie that made fun of them. They go beat up a priest. They go beat up this kid. <laughs> they use their yeah. money they made from the movie to go fly around, beat up all these kids. But I think it's hilarious. It's like, did you, co- are you the one that called us ball lickers? <laughs> and the kid's like, yeah. <laughs> You're the ones that are the ball lickers. Tracy Morgan's in this movie. Man. That's right. Plays one of the drug dealers. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Tracy Morgan. That's funny. He was a. The guy at the beginning, he's like, you touched my heart. Yeah. He's, he's like, like, where can we find Miramax? Jersey like, represent. <laughs> they yeah. have unions for selling drugs. That's really funny. Man, that's weird. It, it only made, oh, okay, I made, uh, I missed a decimal there. So it made more than its budget. Made, it's, it's been one of know, Kevin's more made successful an extra 10%. films by, box office wise. Yeah. yeah. I think Clerks 2 did pretty good, but, but uh, this one did pretty well for him. Because, I mean, at this time, you got to think, in 2001, you know, Kevin was high, was at the top of the world back then, you know, coming off of the success of Clerks. And then Dogma was very successful. You know, Chasing Amy was yeah. very successful. So there was a lot of uh, people ready for a Jaden Silent Bob movie. You know, so it did pretty well. It came out at the right time. I like Wes Craven's uh, cameo with the screen, the fake screen movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. With Shannon Daughtry. And, uh, she she's like, let's see who you really are. And it's the the monkey going. Pfft. And she's like, cut. 
<laughs> she's like, really? Really, Wes, a monkey? She's like, people love the monkey. And then Jay and Silent Bob show up and they're like, this monkey is ours. We love it. And he goes, see, I told you. But uh, Silent Bob speaks a total of 102 words. He has, yeah, this is some of his most speaking he has in any movie, if I remember right. Oh, that's right, because he was he was egged on to speak too. Yeah. Oh yeah, Harley Quinn was uh, Baby Silent Bob yeah. in the beginning. So he started casting her in his movies when she was just a baby. <sighs> Poor Nepo child. <laughs> Ever Carradine played his mom. I wonder if that's uh, was she married to David Carradine? No, I don't know. Um. Huh. I would have to. She has been married. Well, I think the interesting Kobe thing, Brown. Well, the interesting thing about yeah. Jane Silent Bob is like they obviously spawned from his Clerks films and they uh, became very popular on their own. Um, I don't know if they've ever quite reached like Cheech and Chong stoner levels. Maybe, maybe Harold and Kumar levels. But you know, they, but they still were a very niche market for characters. Uh. You know, comic book pe- fans and people with Kevin Smith are big fans of these characters. And, uh, yeah, you know, they spawned the sequel, Jane Saw by Reboot, that came out a few years ago. And then Kevin has an idea for one more that he wants to do when they're a little bit older and he wants to call it Jane Saw Bob Get Old, like the podcast. And they d- might do one more down the road. Um, so, you know, they, they've definitely been cash cow characters for his movies because he originally planned on them to kind of just be in Mall Rats and Clerks, and that was it. And that, that's why they only had a small part in Chasing Amy, but they just became so popular. Okay. They ended up putting them in Dogma and end up continuing to come back to these characters. Um, and they've kind of become his R2-D2 and C-3PO of his films. You know? They were, as mentioned in Clerks, um, which is a, is a great quote. He's like, they're like, they're like C-3PO and R2-D2. They haven't been good since the original, but they've been, they've been there since the beginning. So they're guaranteed a spot on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, we, we've talked before on the show We're we're big Kevin Smith fans. It's, he's an actor, a director that I've grown up literally with his films and have enjoyed all of them. Some of them are the yoga hosers. Isn't that great? And there's, he's made some bad films, but you know, he's at that point in his career now that he's making a movies that he wants to make. Um, I really enjoyed clerks three last year and getting to see James on Bob again. On screen, uh, I enjoyed Jane Silent Bob reboot. Uh, you know, I could do without his Moose Charles movie. I just think about the killer moose, it just sounds kind of silly. Oh, um, yeah. I've never watched Tusk. I tried to, I just couldn't get into it. You know, where the guy turns into the walrus or whatever it is. Like, yeah, it just doesn't sound like my mm-hmm. kind of thing. I want to watch Kevin do. Um, but you know, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, I think, is just one of my favorites because it just came out at a right time where I think the movie just it made me laugh. I think I needed to laugh at that time in my life and. And I enjoy it and I can put this on in the background and I, I can walk into it and know exactly where it's at or what's going on in the movie. And, and, and they're legitimately funny characters. And this has one of Silent Bob's best performances. And, and Jason, despite his drug use at the time, he's really good in the movie. <laughs> I mean, somehow he pulled it off. You know, he's funny. He'd get, he, he does a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Now he, uh, whenever I read that, I was like, man, really? He was, I was like, I knew he had drug problems, but I didn't know. It was like yeah, it so bad. intermittent through this yeah. film. Apparently, like he was, you know, stealing money to buy heroin mm-hmm. and stuff, and he was doing some hard shit. Yeah. 
and uh, it's pretty sad. And you know, and the crazy thing is, as his career went on, he got better. He's really, he was really good in Clerks Three. He's really, he's really good in. Re- maybe reboots not as strong as a film, but Jay's good in it. You know, um, yeah, he worked really hard to get better for himself and get better with his career. And he and he told Kevin, "I'm not going to let you down again." And and he's and he's stayed true to that and had a revived his career, revived his life. I mean, he's doing well, and you know. Um, and can't can uh, ask for a better thing for a human being that makes mistakes yeah, and to turn their life around. You know, it's it's nice whenever you have the grace of redemption. Yeah. You know, that's that's something. You know, something that that everyone needs. Everyone needs a second. And chance. You ever watch Jason on his social medias? Man, he's dude. The dude loves being a dad. I mean, we all love being a dad in our own ways. But man, Jason, it mm-hmm. just revived his life completely. You know, and, and that's and that's great, man. And 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 then to think his journey started while filming this movie when Kevin took him to the side and said, Hey, look, you gotta stop. You know, or or or, or else, you know, and, and here he, and he's still with us twenty two years later, he got his life on track and we have a lot of great films with him to uh, enjoy Jason's work and Kevin's work and Yeah. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back was a definitely a fun one, man. I really enjoyed this movie and I never get tired of watching it. So it was a, it was a good one to watch this week to lighten some things up after Halloween horrors and the Leatherface chasing people through the woods and scaring the shit out of me. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, cool, man. So we're gonna get we're gonna go back and get a little heavy again next week. Um, but I think this movie is not quite as heavy as a horror movie or a real war movie because it's based on um, fictional events, semi based mm-hmm. around real world events. If I remember, it's been a long time since I've watched this movie. Um, but. Uh, you know, based on the comic by Alan Moore and another movie that Alan Moore disowns because it does like anything that turned into a movie because he's a grumpy ass fucking old man that lives in England. And uh, <laughs> I imagine, I imagine Alan Moore that lives in like this really dark castle and has somebody bring him wine all the time just so he can bitch at the world. That's just how I picture Alan Moore. You know, um, that's hilarious. And, uh, but this is his seminal work from nineteen ninety ish. I think the comic book came out. I'd have to, I'd have to look, um, but it is V mm-hmm. for Vendetta. I wish I wasn't afraid all the time, but I am. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Those caught in violation of curfew will be prosecuted without leniency or exception. It's past curfew, you know. Gentlemen, I want this terrorist found, and I want him to understand what terror really means. We're working on several leads. Her parents were detained when she was 12. It was like those black bags erased them from the face of the earth. You have one chance. You must tell us the whereabouts of codename V. If our own government was responsible for the deaths of a hundred thousand people, you really want to know? <laughs> Those who are responsible will be held accountable. The time has come for you to live without fear. I'm ready. 
this country stands on the edge of oblivion. I want everyone to remember why they need us. Kill him. My turn. I suddenly had this feeling that everything was connected. We're all part of it. Are we ready for it? The only verdict is vengeance. Starring Hugo Weaving and Allie Portman, um, produced by the Wachowski brothers that were still brothers at the time. Um, they weren't sisters yet. Uh, they didn't direct it. Mm-hmm. There's a misconception they directed this film. They actually did not direct it. They just produced it. Okay. Um, and that's how the studio sold the movie. From the from the makers of the Matrix, you know, um, but the director that did the film okay. does a good job with it too, and uh, I believe it's on HBO Max, a couple of different streaming services, so easy to watch along with us next week. Um, but we will discuss V for Vendetta, even though the fifth of November is Monday. We, we will remember remember the fifth of November next week on the show. That's right. Um, so it should be fun to watch it. It's been I don't know. Yeah, I just. I can't remember everything. It's been a long time since I watched it. So it's, I remember Natalie Portman shaving her head in it and all that stuff. Um, and I remember her getting captured by V and him kind of grooming her towards his war and all that. Um, so I remember bits and pieces of it. So it should be good to rewatch this one this week. Definitely, man. And, uh, some good action, definitely. Mm-hmm. And some good theatrics. Yeah. I remember, uh, yeah. Really good performance by Hugo Weaving, if I remember correctly, in this one. Yeah. So, should be good. Yeah. No, I liked him. So, uh, that's next week on the show, V for Vendetta. Um, until then, the RebelRadioPodcast.com for all your Rebel Radio needs. And uh, we thank you, as always, for listening. And, uh, again, our Halloween Horrors episodes are currently playing on apps. If you didn't catch up on all those, we hope you enjoyed them. And uh, we've got some good stuff coming up to close out the rest of the year. But until then, this has been Mark. This has been Matt. Remember, as always, just go there and do it. Just go there and do it. Mm-hmm.